Episode 132, transmitting high atop of Florida's Peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to Raider Cop Podcast. Today's episode, The Surrender of America, without saying a word. Now, there's... Lately, we've been living in a very strange world, where things just happen at a spur of the moment. Just... Sound, feels like if it was yesterday that you were allowed to walk around, go to the mall, movie theaters, park, just stroll around. Now all of a sudden we're all in house arrest. So times have changed. And this title is a little bit of what I'm concerned with how America is just surrendering to a lot of the foolishness that's going around. But we'll talk about that. we got a lot on the agenda. Um, these shows are not according to the schedule it was programmed to be. And for that, because we've got to hit some of these things as they're happening. There's no way around it. The left is so wacky that uh, I we just gotta we gotta jump on it. So, with that being said, I'm going to, of course, always remind you if you want to get in contact with us, you can at RaiderCopNation.com and scroll there. You can see our different social platforms and Twitter and Pilar. And Facebook and all that good stuff, Instagram, and um, network with us. As always, we've got a lot of our programs on Test Everything 1521 that you can go right there to that website, RaiderCopNation.com, and you can hear God's Word 15 minutes or less for you. Loads every Wednesday. The word that I read here today will explain in detailed on our Wednesday evening show as it loads out and you can hear it for 15 minutes or less. So uh, the numbers have been doing pretty good with uh, Test Everything 1521. Of course, I would always like it to be better, but one thing that I was impressed with that our coronavirus episode that we had recently mostly geared around the Word of God, it scored number one this uh, 
this month. And um, I guess when people are in bad situations, they they don't mind getting preached to. So we're, we're glad that we had the opportunity to, um, to express the word of God for people. Um, the episode that we did on coronavirus was only a, a little blimp of what's occurring. It's getting crazier, and we're going to talk a lot about that today. But um, we want you to keep your eyes open, too, to some of the stuff that's going on. Americans just cannot drop their guard. It's just not a good idea. You've got to be vigilant. All right, so let's talk about our schedules that's coming up. As you know, this is episode 132, March 25th, and we are talking about how the surrender of America without saying a word. April 1st, which is April Fool's Day, we're going to have Despicable Negative Nancy on episode 133. I think the name speaks for itself. April 8th, episode 134, The Homeless New Home Insurance Plan. We've been talking about that one for a while, but we're ready to go. And April 15th, hopefully I can start bringing in my co-host, and I'd love to bring in Kilo Sierra for this one, Arming America for What in episode 135. And that, uh, Arming America for What, uh, basically goes hand in hand with some of the issues that are going with this show and, and these other subsequent shows as well. So, we are not going to be doing, you know, hour shows, but we are going to be hitting the points real straightforward because we think it's important. We don't want to overwhelm you with this stuff because I think the media is doing that and they're doing a very good job. So, without any further ado, let's hit the word of the week. From 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And that's what we are looking for my friends is healing of our land, body, souls. This is an absence that we have had from God, and God is sitting along the sidelines just watching. And uh, for more on this that we have read on Second Chronicles 7.14, you can listen to Test Everything 15.21. It will launch uh, also on March 25th, uh, later in the evening, that day, 15 minutes or less, God's word for your life. Now, I don't really want to waste a whole lot of time 
because I know that you're getting overwhelmed with coronavirus from China. China. It's from China. Coronavirus. And you're getting beat over the head with it. And every you, you got to gain your sanity. You got to walk around. You got to do something else. Another concern is churches are closed. And uh, because of social distancing now, it's more prudent to close down temples and churches and allow people to congregate via the Internet. It's not something that you want to do often, but uh, it is a necessity today. So that is a strong message in itself that's kind of telling all of us God's watching from the sidelines. All right, so let's get our friends the clowns ready, and we are going to start episode 132, The Surrender of America Without Saying a word. Episode 132, The Surrender of America Without Saying a Word. Now, I'm not going to torture you like uh, watching Governor Cuomo in New York talk for three and four hours. I mean, I thought Fidel Castro was bad, but I guess New York is getting theirs. And... uh, You can really get stressed out by just listening to the same thing over and over again. But this episode is not necessarily to talk about closing of anything and that it's wrong. I'm here to enlighten you a little bit better. I want you to focus primarily on emotion. A good friend of mine that passed away, Jake used to tell me uh, he was real good at um, economics and you know, buying stocks and bonds and all that stuff. And uh, I remember the Panthers hockey team had gotten to the Stanley Cup. And, of course, they didn't win it. And uh, a lot of people were getting emotional with, you know, the Panthers and... Um, some people were thinking about buying stock in the Panthers. And I mentioned it to him, and he said, no, 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 no. Never buy an emotional stock because you buy it at a high price and you sell it at a low price. You'll buy it at whatever price because of the emotion. And he was right. So 
the uh, bond at that time was, well, the stock price was extremely pretty competitive. And, uh, you know, as they started to tank, so did the, um, the uh, stock. So here there is a, an emotional content to what is going on. Of course, a prudent person says you have to quarantine. And a prudent person that a lot of Americans are, are just willingly doing what the government is telling them, which is primarily to self-quarantine 14 days, do not go to work. So your lack of a paycheck, lack of any type of income coming in, you saw a lot of people are going to the supermarket and doing so forth where they spent more than they should have. So the consequences are coming now. What I'm primarily talk, talking about in this program is the emotional content of how politicians now are putting certain bans in effect based on prudent behavior, if this makes sense. So if I tell everybody you have to quarantine, social distancing, wash your hands, all that makes sense. So if I throw two weeks into three weeks or three weeks into four weeks, it doesn't matter. You don't really care. And it starts to get into the ridiculous. So let's take it from the top. Number one, what do some of these rules that are going around with the Chinese coronavirus have to do with the virus. So that's what we're going to explore. Number two, local mayors versus city mayors versus counties versus states versus the federal government. Who in the world is in charge? So there's a reluctance and you're seeing various people that are just doing whatever they want to now, or, or politicians. But we'll talk more about politicians in a minute. All right, so let's keep on going down our outline. Number three, the mayor of New Orleans declares no selling, buying firearms or ammo. Question is, why? Of course, they cited the hurricane that went through New Orleans, and there was anarchy and so forth. So, I guess that justifies now removing the Second Amendment from thousands of Americans. Mayor of San Francisco, number four, says this is just the beginning of curfew. So, the mayor of San Francisco is already projecting that the quarantine and the ceasing of any type of life in San Francisco is going to go on a lot longer. Here's a here's a great one. Number five, Mayor of New York City, Che DeBozo, blames Trump for not lifting a finger and helping New York City during the crisis with the coronavirus. But, he himself brought no PPE, protective 
gear for the NYPD, the police officers. Their first purchase order was May, excuse me, March 6th. Okay. So, quick in blaming the president, but he himself has done nothing. It goes to show you that liberalism is a mental disorder. Governor of California locks down the state, but the data really didn't support why. Of course, the prudent and emotional decision, everybody went with it. But if you look at the data between New York and California, New York has far greater cases. And it was a much prudent decision to lock down New York. So California is just doing California. and But the data is not there. Number seven, governor of New York wants all of the federal supply on ventilators, but he himself, Governor Cuomo, refused to buy 16,000 ventilators back in 2016 where there was another epidemic. Strange, strange people. You know, they've got all these skeletons in the closet and they don't even want to close the closet. Number eight, what we need to do. We're going to concentrate on that now. Let's start off with demand your federal rep sign a citizen's bill of rights on accountability via the political party. So you have your local and you have your state political party, whether it's Democrat or Republican. Right now, I think the Democratic Party has gone to the wayside completely. But whatever your political affiliation is, a get with your party and get some wordage as to a citizen's bill of rights that those politicians that represent you need to sign off on. And it is a lot of work, but some of these clowns have forgotten that they have a responsibility of their constituents. They don't see them. They don't sign contracts. So it's a good idea to put that in their face. Maybe they'll wake up. Uh, Another one, no more emergency bills with a thousand attachments. You know, the next show that we're going to do is on uh, Despicable Negative Nancy. And what she pulled off in the middle of this pandemic coming in with the kitchen sink and everything else, demanding stuff that has nothing to do with this. This is how low you can go. But we've got to stop as citizens allowing the government to entertain bills with so much pork on it. That has to be corrected. No doubt about it. And also guidelines for locking down the government. You have uh, the uh, governor of Illinois locked down the, the state of Illinois, too. I do want to give him one kudo. He is a Democrat, a little bit of a wacko. But uh, on the essential list, he left guns op- uh, gun stores open. So apparently he believes that uh, Americans have the right to defend themselves. So he's not half a bad guy. All right. Another one that needs to be tackled. This is number 12. 
demand first responders obtain PPE equipment based on policy and budgeting. I knew this was coming when I did the coronavirus episode that uh, when I was in law enforcement for 27 years, PPE equipment were either outdated or very hard to come by. You know, you would put some of this equipment that was in a box for 12 years and when when you try to put them, you know, the actual equipment on, they would rip uh, because they have a shelf life. Governments or agencies are very cheap on buying very expensive equipment. They only purchase it when they absolutely have to. And usually, and in this case, we're seeing way too late. NYPD have a bunch of officers out there with no mask, no nothing. And nurses, don't, not enough N95 mask, and they're being told to put on a bandana and wrap it around you. We can do better, and we should demand better. So for the first responders to have proper PPE equipment, that should be based on policy and budgeting. Put it in policy that the agency every year will purchase new equipment, whatever the PPE, the protective uh, personal equipment that they have to buy. And each officer or firefighter or what component it could even be for the hospitals would be for each employee a set amount through the quartermaster. And that has to be budgeted, right? So it, it's the complete package. So there is no, we don't have any money, we can't buy it. Well, it should have been budgeted because we ask so much from first responders and then we have nothing to give them. This is uh, government's lack of their first paramount responsibility to protect its citizens. They're not doing it. Demand the, the same operation for hospitals. The best PPE equipments that money can buy. And they need to be at the ready. Now, usually the emergency rooms have a lot of that stuff, but the upper floors don't. That type of mindset mentality has to go away. Well, it's so expensive to have this stuff. Well, it's a new game now. And uh, our last item is each state create an emergency medical response team to include police, fire, and the courts. There should be a mobile type of component to respond to wherever these pandemics in the future may erupt. Now, you're going to have scholars, you're going to have scientists, you're going to have doctors. All this should be under one umbrella. I do have to say that the state of New York is doing an excellent job I would not like to see the federal government do this because, first of all, if you have several pandemics in several states, it would thin out the federal government. Each state has to be responsible for this and respond within a given amount of time. And, of course, you need police, you need fire on there, and, and you need the court system too. You know, some of this lockdown towns and cities and all that, some of this stuff needs to go before a magistrate or, or, or court. I don't like the fact that what happened uh, as recent as today, the mayor of uh, Tampa decided to quarantine the, the citizens where the governor of Florida hasn't done it. So I, it's a little bit of an anarchy, and we need to do better. 
in organizing that. Now, you the listener, it's important that it starts with you. To be complacent is a rational form of thinking, especially in the face of disaster. The virus produces fear. Fear produces uncertainty. Uncertainty, people fall into rank and they listen to the local government. But a lot of these lockdowns that have happened all around certain states like California gave no instruction to police on how to enforce their curfew hour. Is there, are we arresting? Are we talking? There was no guidance. That has to be closed the gap. As a reminder, you have enemies of this country watching and studying how we're falling apart, how we're melting, not knowing what we're doing. We need to have a little better approach. And this is a trial run. It's serious. People are dying. The numbers are going up. But it is also a trial run to bigger things that may come in the future. Okay. Uh, pretty soon we're gonna do, I'm going to do an episode on Bill Gates that has been flapping his jaws and talking about the coronavirus uh, in the wrong hands and falling into several cities and how that pandemic could grow. He's on videotape as far as 2017 saying this. So I'm concerned. Who's? How did he get this? He needs to be pulled in. Some people need their rear end placed on the fire. Now, you, people are saying, well, you know, it's just a virus. You know, don't make a big thing about it. But let me tell you, you need to be awfully lucky to be talking about a pandemic, calling it coronavirus in 2017, and bam, 2020, there it is. Your prediction's there. So uh, this guy's got nothing on Nostradamus if that's if that's the case. So we got to do better as as citizens and start demanding. Of course, our emotion is always going to be for the safety of our family and ourselves. So we prudently do what we're being told. A lot of people live check by check. So this two-week quarantine ending on the 1st of April, the 1st of the month, is really going to impact people. Here we see the Democrats that have never let a tragedy go to waste. When you think that there's no more worms at the end of the bottomless pit, there they stick their heads out again saying, here I am. And demanding crap that is just beyond oh, imagination that you start to wonder why is that you know, even uh, being considered. I'm going to give you a, just a, a, a brief explanation of what I have understood that the Dems were requesting. All right, so let me give you a real quick synopsis of what the Republicans have been asking for on this emergency bill. $1,200 per person cash infusion, 
2400 for a couple, 500 per child, $250 billion for unemployment insurance, $350 billion for small business loan program, $100 billion for hospitals, $11 billion for vaccine, $4.5 for uh, CDC, which is uh, the disease center, $20 billion for veterans health care, $12 billion for K-12 education, $5 billion for FEMA, and $10 billion for airports. Now, this is what the Democrats want, and, and you need to sit down for this one. Nancy rolled out her broom from San Francisco and landed with this crap. Corporate pay, corporate pay statistics by race and race statistics for all corporate board boards and companies receiving assistance. Number two, bail out all current debt of the Postal, postal Service. Number three, require early voting. I wonder why. Number four, require same-day voters' registration. I wonder why. Number five, $10,000 write-off for each person with a student loan. Number six, for companies accepting assistance, one-third of the board members must be chosen by workers. Number seven, provision on official time for union co uh, collective bargaining. Number eight, full offset of airline admissions by 2025. Number nine, greenhouse gas statistics for individual flights beat up on the airlines number 10 planned for community newspaper employees a retirement plan for community newspaper employees are you kidding number 11 15 15 minimum wage to companies receiving assistance and number 12 permanent pay leave for companies receiving assistance so, I mean, this is just, you know, a little tidbit. I mean, the Comedy Manifesto goes on for 14,000 pages. In a time where Americans are fearful, in a time where Americans are dying, this evil little party shows its evil little face on how low they can go. And there are people out there that will defend them. Oh, yeah, we had to do this because Trump. You need freaking help is what you need. You got to know the difference between right and wrong, my friends, and this is wrong. People need help. You don't negotiate when they get help and how they get help. These people are the scum of the earth. and They need to be removed from office. So, there's a lot that we need to do. But primarily what I wanted to do on this program is there are prudent things that the government is telling us to do that we need to do. Quarantine, wash your hands, place a mask on. Go the extra mile. Use some of those talents that God gave you to be prudent. But keep a weary eye. Look at data. Look at statistics. If you start to notice 
that your specific community is really not as bad as some others, why are there restrictions? Any restriction that I believe is not virus-related is a reach, a long reach, and needs to be disposed of. Governments have to do a better job. All this, I'm governor, and I can do this, and I can do that, is scary, folks. And I don't think we need it. And I think people are more terrorized about that than they are the, the virus. It's important that our civil liberties are, are continued. I don't know how the mayor of New Orleans brought in this hypocritical ruling that you can't have guns and sell or buy or ammo during this issue with the coronavirus. But it's there, it's on the books, it's happening. And it's not the first time that some of these leftists will reach deep and far into your political rights basket. They're always trying to cripple us. That's why the Democrats can't allow a good tragedy to go to waste. And they have to be there acting like a fool so that they are the limelight. Then they lie and then they come out on TV and goes, we had to do this because the small children, if they don't get free lunches at school, what will happen to them? And 20% suckered right away. These are evil freaking people. Evil. But we are within our time. We need to recognize that God has given us a chance to see what is wrong to correct it. God is on the sidelines also with this virus. People have replaced God for too long and too much and too often. They have placed God away from them. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll go on Sunday. We'll listen to it for a little while. But listen, I'm not going to drag this around like an anger on Monday and Tuesday. And God goes, okay. A lot of people are opting out to Scripture. Eh, it's not for me. It's old. It's antiquated. And we are becoming a more sinister society. It's, it's killed babies. When they at nine months, when they're breathing, <laughs> and they're getting sicker and sicker, and God just is sitting back watching. But boy, what an uncomfortable feeling everybody has when they look, and this virus becomes a pandemic, and it's all over the world, and it's affecting millions of people. And then everybody wants to reach back and say, hey, why would God allow this? Because you pushed him off to the side. Look, here's an example. The United States government took God out of the public school system. God in this pandemic said, you know what? 
I'm just going to take the kids out of the school. Not only are millions of kids at home in quarantine, you've got parents that are now saying, I'm going to uh, virtual reality of giving them their education online. State of Florida is talking about their online schooling for homeschooling may grow 400,000 new students. There's a lot of people. Parents are fed up. My kid either is going to get assassinated, blown up, or catch a freaking virus. I'd rather just do it at home. And that is their right. They can do that. And we're going to do a show on homeschooling as well. Well within your rights. And government just cannot say no to a tragedy. They're, they're right there in the middle of the tragedy as you're horrified, scared, frightened, screaming. They're back there picking your pocket. So we need to wake up. We need to pay attention. We need to be a little bit more vocal as we start growing out of this pandemic and asking our political parties our representatives, our congressmen, senators, governors, hey, I don't want to see what I saw last time. We need to tighten this up a bit. That's why everybody wants the military. And everybody's raising their hands. Ooh, ooh, send them over here because they run like clockwork. It's us, the civilians. We're a bunch of goofs. But I cannot, in any shape or form, wrap my head around the crap that Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi pulled off on the 11th hour while the United States citizens are waiting desperately for this bill to pass. And they said, ah, 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 not so fast, my missy. Remember that? The witch of the witch of the West. Not my not so fast, my little missy. That's that's Nancy. So we got a lot of work to do, folks. And if uh, you think you're overwhelmed, no, look, you could do some of this stuff just by emailing. Start with your local police chief and tell him, hey, stop being a freaking tight ass. And start buying some PPE equipment yearly, controlled, inspected, okay? Put it in your budget. Come on, you can do it, pal. We got confidence in you. Because those men and women that have to respond, we owe it to them. We owe it to their families. As well as our hospital personnel that are on the front lines too. And they're doing an awesome awesome job and I'm proud um, to, to see what they're doing I've worked with some very very good uh, uh, medical personnel in my career and I not only are they highly educated but uh, they will go the extra mile so they also need that good protective uh, gear they need um, to get their game uh, going as well
So that's what this show is about. It's not to contradict what the government is doing. What they're doing is based on emotional and it's true and needs to be done. It's while you're swimming in the emotion of fear, they keep on with the fear. And next thing you know, it's a horror movie with Jason, Freddy Krueger, Chucky. They're all in there. Everybody's a part of the horror movie. And you have no idea how you ever got there. So, keep that in mind, my friends. We've come a long way in this country. This social experiment cannot end so easily. We need to provide a real fight. And that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so what do we got up next? And of course, in our show notes, we have all the reference material to a a lot of what I've talked about, martial law and the nutty mayor of New Orleans. Up next, we have uh, episode 133, Despicable Negative Nancy. And uh, again, these shows were not predictable, but because the wacky left is totally out of control, we need to meet them at their challenge. Song of the Week, the late Kenny Rogers, and this is dedicated to a very special friend of mine, and that is the title of Lady. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be your host on Cop Nation. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, for your community, for the multiple agencies that serve you. And most importantly, now's the time. Pray for this great country, the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out.